0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: ...institute here in Dallas. The program is open to any man or woman interested in broadcasting as a career. For application details, call the scholarship coordinator at KRLD 634-1080 during business hours. That's 634-1080. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Welcome to the Sound of Suspense the fear you can hear. But mostly, welcome to the world of terrifying imagination. In this story, you're going to meet what some people call a shutterbug. You know what a shutterbug is. The kind of person who never goes anywhere without a camera swinging from a strap around his neck. Who is never content unless they're aiming a lens in your direction, whether you want to be photographed or not. But unfortunately... This particular bug is the kind that many people want to crush under their feet. We all want to get rid of Kellerman. We want to kill him. And so do you. That's a lie. You hate his guts as much as we do, Mr. Bailey. Why don't you admit it? Of course I hate him. But that doesn't mean I'm ready to commit murder. Well, we're ready, Mr. Bailey. And you'd better be, too. drama, A Choice of Witnesses, was written especially for the mystery theater by Henry Slesser and stars Paul Hecht. It is sponsored in part by the Kellogg Company, makers of Kellogg's Special K cereal. I'll be back shortly with Act One. And now another tale of the ball and chain. Kellogg Special K presents the, the good, the bad, and the heavy.
0: Why is that cowboy wearing a ball and chain? Because
1: carrying around extra pounds can be just like right. carrying around a ball and chain. How oh, symbolic. What would it be, senor? Give me the special K breakfast. Here you go. One special K. It's cream, milk, and juice, and coffee. Ah. Hey, don't I know you from someplace? You probably don't recognize me with my ball and chain. I used to be 10 pounds bladder, but I'm getting back that way by exercising and eating smarter than every meal. Start with this year's special K breakfast. What's so special? It's less than 200 40 calories, 99% fat-free, and delicious. It's gonna help me get rid of the sheer ball and chain. I bet your horse
0: will be glad to get out. Another ball
1: and chain, like that dust. Your happy ending could begin with the Kellogg's Special K breakfast. That's Kellogg's
0: Special K. That's right. Ooh, good night. Everybody needs to find a
1: Centennial wants to be number one with you. They're offering the lowest interest rates, 7 and 3 quarter percent on homes purchased FHA or VA. Check Sunday's newspaper or call Centennial at 434-1661. It begins on a warm day in early spring. Kind of day which tempts office workers to leave their desks and stroll through the nearest park on the noon hour. Among the strollers is an amiable young man named Gordon Bailey, who is enjoying the sunshine so much that he's taken a sandwich lunch to a park bench. He knows it's not going to be a very good sandwich. His wife, Pam, prepared it with her own loving hands. And even after two years of marriage, Pam seems unable to cope with even a hard-boiled egg. Oh, uh, excuse me, mister. Okay if I sit down here? Oh, yeah, sure. Plenty of room. Thanks. (laughs) Nice day, isn't it? Yeah. It's about time we had some good weather. That's a good idea. I mean, uh, bringing your lunches apart. Oh, that's my wife's idea. We're on an economy drive. Yeah, money's tight these days. Very tight. And... What line of work did you say you were in? Oh, I think I said I was in the insurance business. No kidding. Well, now, that's what I call a good business. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, that ought to be a cute picture, huh? That little squirrel up there, cute as a bug, huh? Well, you like to take pictures of squirrels? Well, me, I like to take pictures of everything. In fact, I do this for a living. Oh, you're a professional photographer? you kind of... I make a buck out of it sometimes. I suppose you sell pictures to the newspapers? Oh, no, no. I never sold no pictures to the papers. I sell them to people. Well, well I guess I'll be uh, heading back for work. Oh, uh, wait just a minute, Mr. Bailey. I don't remember telling you my name. Well, I guess I know your name on account kind of the badge. Badge? What are you talking about? The badge you wore at the convention at the hotel in Atlantic City. Oh, wait a minute. You were at the insurance convention last month? Yeah, I was there. I get a lot of good pictures at conventions. Some of my best. I see. Or uh, maybe I don't. Well, you know how it is. Bunch of guys get away from home, away from the wife. They do a lot of crazy things. Oh, uh, would you like to see the picture? Uh, the insurance convention? I'll tell you the truth, Mr., uh... My name is Callum. Frankly, I just don't understand why you'd be carrying around pictures of a bunch of drunken insurance men. <laughs> yeah, you were gassed, all right. I've never seen anybody more gassed than you were, Mr. Bailey. You don't mean you have pictures of me. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. You like to see them? They're real beauts. I don't think I ever took better, Mr. Bailey. All right. All right, let me see them. Oh, yeah, sure. Here they are. I'm a pocket here. Here. Look at this one. She was really stacked, huh? How did you get this? Well, I told you, with my trusty little camera. But how? Hey, come on. What do you think? I'm not giving away no professional secret. You were in that hotel room. She what? let you into that room, didn't she? You must have been hiding someplace. Hey, 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 don't do that. Don't care that What do mom? you think I'm going to do with them? Oh, come on, Mr. Bailey. You know I got negatives. I can pin up 2,000 of them if I want. What is this? Blackmail or something? Nah, nah, no, nah. it's like a business deal, that's all I figure I got some pictures that you want to buy And I got them myself How much did you pay her for the privilege of being in that room? The question is, how much are you willing to pay? I mean, so your wife don't get a complete set huh. Are you willing to sell me the negatives? I didn't say that I got a different kind of deal of mine. You know what would happen if I told the police about this? Well, a guy did that to me once. It was a meatpackers convention. He called the cops, they hauled me in. I said I was just a photographer working at a convention, that's all. I was selling pictures of the guys there. He couldn't prove nothing against me out of a kind of, you know, why? It was true. I am a photographer, I do work conventions. I sell regular-type pictures, too. But they're not as profitable as these, are they?
0: You know, that guy became one of my steadiest customers.
1: Only then his wife divorced him anyway. He wouldn't make no more payments. Payments? Are you saying this is a regular thing? How much you earn at that insurance company? I figure a young guy like you, they pay about uh, $15,000, 18000 a year, am I right? Listen to me, Kellerman, The woman at that convention, I... I didn't want to get mixed up with her I, I was just so tight I, I didn't know what I was doing Oh, hey, you don't have to tell me About stuff like that, Mr. Bailey I've been around plenty I know how guys are No, 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 no you don't understand Look, I, I'm only married two years I, I love my wife very much And the only reason I got into that stupid mess Was it was because of my boss I, I didn't want to insult him he, he was drunker than I was Oh, come on, Mr. Bailey You don't have to explain nothing to me I know you don't want that nice little wife of yours to see these dirty pictures. And I don't want to show them to her, believe me. She'd never understand. Pam would never... Listen. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a flat price for the negatives, and that'll be it. Understand? I got a nice bonus recently. I'll give you a 300 cash tomorrow afternoon. How does that sound? Now, listen to me, Mr. Bailey. People are real funny about this kind of business. They never believe a guy like me can, well, like be honest, you know. Honest? That's <laughs> some word. Well, what I mean is they always think that if they pay me a flat fee, I'll be coming back at them again. You see what I mean? Even if I did give you the negatives, you'd figure if I had copies someplace that I could hit you again any time, right? Look, I'm willing to take your word for it. Nah, Mr. Bailey, nah. You just spend the rest of your life worrying about me coming back. Am I right? But this way, you just make one small payment to me every month. Like you pay the electric bill at a let. You know? How much? How much do I have to pay? I figure you for about, uh, 40 bucks a month. Now, that's not so terrible, is it? Just 40 bucks a month? How do you collect the money? Oh, in person, Mr. Bailey. I just go around to all my customers once a month, and I collect in person. <laughs> it's better that way, believe me. Forty dollars. Four eighty a year, you never miss it. And everything'll just be fine between you and the missus. Is that you, honey? Yeah, it's
0: me. <laughs> hey, shut up, you mutt. Hi, darling. Oh, <laughs> be quiet, Lockjaw. your Lord Master.
1: I'm sorry I'm late. I decided to do a little Christmas shopping after work. I forgot how long it takes to fight those crowds. Oh,
0: what a gorgeous package time for me? Never mind. Well, just in case it is, here's a big kiss in advance.
1: Mm. Hey, you smell good. Is that a new perfume? hmm It's
0: the same old stuff. The one I'm practically out of. Hint, hint,
1: hint. Oh, cut out that hinting. Huh? I've already spent more money than I should.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of money, that man was here. What man? You know, the one that comes around every month. That Mr. Uh, Kellerman. Kellerman?
1: What the heck was he doing here? It's only the 19th. Well, I don't know, Gordon, but he was here just the same,
0: looking for you. What did he say? Nothing. Just that he'd be back later. Later today? hmm You know, Gordon, I just can't bear that awful little man. Did you ever get a look at his eyes? And that camera he wears around his neck. Listen, is he going to be coming around every single month? I
1: told you, honey, he's collecting payments on a car.
0: Well, why can't you make the payments by me? Well,
1: because that's the way he likes it. Maybe he moves around a lot.
0: Well, he gives me the creep. You want to get that, honey? I'm feeding the dog.
1: Yeah, okay. I got it. Oh, it's you. Evening, Mr. Bailey. I heard you came earlier today. Yeah, but you weren't home yet. Hope I didn't disturb your wife too much. Look, we'll talk in the hallway. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. What's this early visit all about? You going away for the holidays? Oh, no. I never go anywhere this time of year. This is one of my busiest times of year, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. I get some of my best pictures around now. You'd be surprised. You know how it is. People get all filled up with the Christmas spirit. All right, all right. (laughs) Get to the point. You want your payment now? Well, I wouldn't mind, of course, but uh, that's not the reason I came around, Mr. Bailey. You see, I want to tell you that uh, the payments are going to go up. What? I really hate to do it, but it's the inflation, you know? Everything costs more. Food, clothing, film, gasoline. I'm just going to have an increase, Mr. Bailey. I'm sorry. How much of an increase? Well, just another $15 a month. 15 Terrific. Now it's 55. What's it going to be a couple of months from now? Oh, shut up, Lockjaw. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Bailey. Yeah. What, what can I do for you? Uh, may I talk to you for a moment? Do, do I know you? Uh, no, I don't think you do. My name is Blitz. Uh, Dave Blitz. Yeah. Look, can we sit down and talk a minute? Well, it's kind of chilly. Why don't we talk standing up? I'm trying to walk my dog, and so far he's, he's been a non-performer. Well, I want to talk to you about Ed Kellerman. I don't know any Ed Kellerman. I know you do, Mr. Bailey. I made it my business to find out. Now, I'm not asking what he's got on you, Mr. Bailey. I'm sorry, you're making a mistake. It doesn't matter. I won't ask you why Kellerman is blackmailing you. I expect you'd do as much for me. Only would you mind telling me how much you pay him? He hits me for 60 a month. Used to be 40. Price went up last month. 55. You mind paying him? Uh, Of course I mind. So do I. I'd mind if it was 10 bucks a month. And not just because of the money. I hate that slimy man, and I'm sure you hate him as much as I do. That's why I wanted to talk to you about putting a stop to him. A permanent stop. You mean going to the police? No. That's not good enough. I'm talking about killing him. Every problem has a solution, they say. And Mr. Dave Bliss seems to have arrived at his. The obvious question here is, do two wrongs make a right? We'll find out what Mr. Gordon Bailey thinks about that dilemma when we return shortly with Act Two. In 1919, someone had a big idea. Let's help youth understand big business by starting them in small businesses of their own. And Junior Achievement was born. Each group elected a board of directors, chose a product, set up a production line, sold stock, and went into business. That year, 314 students made and sold products and learned the business of business. Today, Junior Achievement has grown to nearly 200,000 members. Junior Achievers are designing and marketing their own products and services from cutting boards to printing. They're organizing sales efforts, writing marketing plans, calculating profit and loss. Running these small businesses helps Junior Achievers understand how big business works. Support Junior Achievement, where youth learns the business of business. Call your local Junior Achievement office. The Dallas Times Herald. You're doing more, we're doing more. With 100,000 people in Dallas playing tennis, you can imagine there's a lot of interest in the kind of coverage tennis gets in the newspaper and how much attention gets. What needs. is the Dallas Times Herald doing to satisfy the growing number of tennis fans and players in Dallas? Listen to sports writer Tim Taylor. So we don't treat tennis as a three times a year sport to be covered only when there's a major professional tournament in town. We try to emphasize what's happening in Dallas at the grassroots level. With stories that range from developing junior players to high schools and colleges to the average player who may not belong to a tennis club or league. And what this does, of course, is to. You're doing more to learn what's going on. We're doing more to tell you. And there's a simple way to prove it. If you're not a Times Herald subscriber, call this number, 744 6101, the Dallas Times Herald. You're doing more. We're doing more. an interesting if dishonorable crime. It has the unusual facility of making the criminal feel virtuous himself. After all, he's only punishing wrongdoers by making them pay for their sins. But the profession has some serious drawbacks. For one thing, it inspires one's victims to think in drastic terms. And when there are more than one victim and they meet, Well. Mr. Bliss, I know how you must feel about Kellerman, and you're right. He is one of the slimiest characters who ever crawled out from under a rock. Those eyes. Ever get a look at his eyes, Mr. Bailey? My wife can't stand the sight of him. Well, I'm not married. It's my job he's threatening. Is it your marriage he's after? Ah, never mind. I don't want to know any details. None of us know each other's problems. None of us? You mean you know others? beside me? I know others. Okay. Well, I made it my business to find others. Mm. One day when I got fed to the teeth with Mr. Kellerman and his payments and his wet eyes, I decided to find out more about our friend. So when he left one day, I followed him. I followed him on his round. And that's how you found me. Yeah, that's right. You're in the root book, Mr. Bailey, just like all the rest of us. How many are there? There's no way of telling for sure. All I managed to find was a dozen, an even dozen. man really gets around. He keeps raising his price. Do you know that? He's only had me in his bag for about six months. This is my fifth. But others I've spoken to, they say he raises the ante every few months. Three of the people I've talked to are paying well over a hundred. Mr. Kellerman does very well, that's obvious. Yeah, too well. You know something? It's funny, but... Well, it's kind of a relief to know that I'm not alone. Yes. That's what I felt at first. Misery loves company. But the satisfaction doesn't last, Mr. Bailey. You still live every day of your life with that sword over your head. I know, I know. But it's still not a reason for using words like... Like killing... Don't you know that's the only possible way to deal with a blackmailer? I wouldn't know. Kellerman's my first... Well, think about it. No, no, you must have thought about it already. You wouldn't be human if you hadn't thought about it. It crossed my mind. Not that I should kill Kellerman, just the wish that he were dead. That someone else would kill him. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't shed too many tears. You just didn't want to dirty your own hands. I didn't want to take care of one problem and have another one even worse. And don't tell me that doesn't make sense. The only thing that makes sense is making Kellerman a corpse. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested in anything like that. The others weren't either. Not at first. But now, now they all are. Uh Uh-huh. Look, what are you talking about? We all want to get rid of Kellerman. We want to kill him. And so do you. That's a lie. You hate his guts as much as we do, Mr. Bailey. Why don't you admit it? Of course I hate him, but that doesn't mean I'm... It doesn't mean I'm ready to commit murder. Well, we're ready, Mr. Bailey. And you better be, too. Ready for what? To commit murder. If you don't mind my saying it, a perfect murder. Perfect foolproof i'm sorry look that's a stupid dream and you know it Uh, you won't say that after you've heard the idea everybody who sets out to commit a crime thinks it's foolproof they wouldn't commit it otherwise right now all i want to know is if you'll cooperate that's easy no why not because murder is worse than blackmail that's why well this isn't murder we're going to erase a human mistake forget it look i'll make believe i never heard you say it come on come on macho Come on, girl. Let's get our business over with. There wasn't one person on the list I didn't have to convince. But when I told them that there was no chance of any of us being caught, that's when they dropped their objections. All right. What foolproof scheme for murder do you have? It's foolproof because it won't be murder. It'll be an accident. If anyone gets into trouble, it'll be me. Just me. I'm going to kill Kellerman with my car when he's making the rounds one night. I have the time and place all figured out just before midnight on Carroll Street. An accident? Right. So, now you know the favor I'm doing you. I'm taking the risk all by myself. You think the police are that stupid? Murderers get caught even when they frame accidents. Oh, this is different. Why? Because of the witnesses. What? I'm going to have witnesses, a lot of them, all disinterested parties, nothing to connect them with each other, and they'll all tell exactly the same story, what they saw, how it was all Kellerman's fault getting hit by my car. All right, all right, all right, stop, don't tell me any more, you've already told me too much. No, you've got to hear the rest of it. You're a part of this like everyone else. Don't you see the beauty of it? Safety in numbers? If you ask me, you'll all get caught. No, no. Don't you understand? When a group of citizens all testify exactly the same way, I mean, reliable citizens from every walk of life, (laughs) you ought to meet some of Kellerman's victims. One is a college professor, two are doctors, there are four housewives, a bartender who owns his own joint, one working stiff, one person in city government. Uh, You might as well know that's me, Bliss. Wait a minute, I've seen your name. Something about the transportation authority? One of them is in the insurance business. Yeah. They're all with me, Mr. Bailey. Every one of them has agreed. So many witnesses to one accident? Well, we won't need everyone. Some of them won't be asked any questions by the police, but they'll all be there just the same. Uh, we'd like you there, too. You're nuts. Do you know that? You and, and, and the rest of I won't have any part of this. Don't you see? It can't miss. It doesn't matter. I don't want to have any part in killing a man. <laughs> How come, Mr. Bailey? Have You got religious scruples or something? Maybe. You got scruples, but you did something rotten enough to make you a blackmailer's victim. I didn't commit murder. Look got a good idea about getting everyone together. Maybe, maybe if we all went to the police. Oh, no way. Whatever it is you don't want known about yourself, my friend, it'll come out the minute Kellerman gets arrested. Now, now my way is better. I can't buy it. Look, I'm sorry. My dog is getting tired and so am I. Come on. Come on, Lockjaw. Now, wait a minute now. <laughs> you want my advice, Bliss? Don't go through with this. Find some other way. There has to be one. Goodbye. Bailey? Yeah. What if we do it? You'll be sorry, that's what. Sorry? Why? Because you'll tell the police the truth? I didn't say that. Goodbye, Mr. Bliss. Hello. Evening, Mr. Bailey. How are you? I'm all right, Bliss. What do you want? You're going to be busy tomorrow night? What do you mean, busy? Well, some of the gang are getting together tomorrow night. A corner of Carroll Street and Ninth Avenue, about 9.30. How about coming down? You might see something interesting. Look, you can't go through with this. We're all in it together, remember? You might not have to do a thing. Just stand there and see it happen. That ought to be satisfying all by itself. I won't be there. Well, we'd sure like to have you, Bailey. You won't get away with this. Nobody ever does. You're wrong about that. But I won't give you an argument. Can we count on you? No, you can't. I won't be there, and I won't help you in any way. Oh, shut up, Lockjaw.
0: What's the matter with you tonight? Gordon? Yes? Do you think Lockjaw's all right? She keeps staring at the door and growling. I don't
1: know. Must hear the neighbors or something.
0: Maybe she's waiting to bark at that man, the collector, you know? Kellerman? Uh Uh-huh. Isn't he coming tonight? He usually comes on the last Sunday of the month, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, usually.
0: Well, I doubt if he'll be here tonight. It's almost 11 now.
1: Oh. I didn't realize it was that late.
0: We haven't done much this evening. Don't you feel all right?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. I'm all right.
0: Well, you you just seem to be, well, waiting. Was it for that man? Because if it was, well, I'm I'm sure he's not coming, honey. I think we ought to go to bed listen to the news or something.
1: Oh, the news. Yeah, I guess it's on right now, isn't it?
0: Just about. You want me to turn it on here?
1: Yeah, sure, would you? Okay. The conference now postponed until February will include top officials from both nations. On the local front, a man who has been identified as Edward Kellerman of 1811, John, Avenue, sh- sh- was sh- killed in an automobile tonight on the corner of Carroll Street and 9th Avenue. The driver of the car, City Administration Official David Bliss, was released after questioning. Five witnesses on the scene of the accident testified that Kellerman had stepped... Into the automobile's path For as it mounted the car. In sports, the Golden Warriors are downtown
0: home. Oh, Gordon, do you suppose it's that man, the collector? You think that's the reason he didn't come around tonight?
1: It would be a good enough reason, wouldn't it? He was dead. Lying in the middle of the street. Dead.
0: You look so strange. Gordon, did you like that man?
1: If you want to know the truth, Pam, I hated him.
0: You did? Why?
1: Just on general principles.
0: I really don't understand you sometimes,
1: Gordon. Uh, Hand me me the phone book, huh?
0: Okay. Here. Here. You going to call somebody?
1: Uh, Honey, uh, why don't you go to bed? I'll be in in a few minutes.
0: but, But who are you calling?
1: Just someone I know. Uh, someone who knew Caliban.
0: Oh, I see. To find out if they know about what happened to him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, honey. I'll
1: go in then. I'm feeling a little tired. Yeah, so am I. I'll be right. Good night, uh-huh. sweetheart. Good night. Hello? David Bliss? Yes, who's this? Gordon Bailey. I heard the news tonight about Kellerman. Well, you don't have to thank me. I did it for myself. And you did go through with it, huh? Eh? You can relax now, friend. You've just saved yourself 55 bucks a month, maybe a lot more. Your remittance man won't be coming around again. You ought to go out and celebrate. I know what I ought to do. So what's that? So long, bless. I just wanted to make sure. Obviously, there's one thing you can say for David Bliss. He's a man of his word. And because Mr. Bliss kept his word, two indifferent interns are now lifting the mortal remains of Mr. Edward Kellerman and depositing them in the efficient cold filing cabinet of the city morgue, awaiting for someone to claim the body. But who cares about a dead blackmailer? find out shortly when i return with act 3 ever had a tall frosty glass of amplitude Well, if your beer is Budweiser, you've had it often. Amplitude is a fancy word for the entire taste phenomenon. The total experience of flavor. Next time you take a healthy swallow of Bud, watch what happens. Think about the sensations you're experiencing. Notice how the flavor of Bud comes on nice and easy. Not too strong, not too quick, just right. Notice the clean, crisp togetherness of Bud's taste. Everything in perfect balance, with no single element jumping out at you. And there'll be no aftertaste either, no hanging on. And you'll be refreshed and ready for another glassful. Actually, butt drinkers have been experiencing amplitude for years. But they never phrase it that way. They just say, Budweiser. And that says it all. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis. Your first power tour was probably a power drill. It was really useful, even for simple jobs. It's still useful, even now that you've gone on to more difficult projects. Hi, Frank Lieber here for True Value Hardware Stores, and they've got an essential companion for your power drill. Black Inductor's Electric Drill Bit as your workshop skills become sharper and sharper, your drill's bits become duller and duller. Buying new ones time and time again is expensive. Black & Decker's drill bit sharpener will make them shop as new again. It works like an electric pencil sharpener. It fits 11 bit sizes from 1 8 to 3 eighths of an inch, and it's double insulated for electrical safety. Right now, True Value Hardware stores have the Black & Decker drill bit sharpener at a new low price. It was $19.99. Now it's $4 less, just $15.99. Get the Black & Decker Electric Grill bit sharpener for just $15.99 at the True Value Hardware Store nearest your home. As David Bliss and company managed to commit the perfect crime, so it seems... Since the death certificate for Edward Kellerman Simply states the cause of death as accidental At least a dozen people know otherwise But they remain silent Feeling not grief But relief The only one who finds it difficult to maintain that silence Is the one victim of Ed Kellerman Who was knocked on the corner of Carroll Street and Ninth Avenue That fateful night
0: Honey, do you know it's almost 2 o'clock in the morning?
1: Oh, is it? Really?
0: You know, I honestly think you are coming down with something A virus
1: me. Pam, um, will you please stop fussing? You're beginning to sound like my mother
0: <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to do that I'm just trying to get you to go to sleep You've got a job to go to tomorrow
1: You know, it's funny about my mother When I was growing up, she made me feel that there was something I don't know, something so profound about religion
0: And if you ask me, she just likes the bingo games
1: My father was that way, too But neither one of them really seemed to live their religion. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they talked about loving their neighbors and so forth, but they didn't love them at all. They were always saying the nastiest things about them.
0: Well, that's how people are.
1: When I was in my teens, I used to call them hypocrites. Now, I just wonder if I'm any different than they were. I really don't think I am.
0: Different how?
1: Well, about things like the Ten Commandments, for instance is one I haven't broken.
0: I hope you haven't coveted your neighbor's wife. That's about the only one I can remember.
1: I remember them all. You do? Yeah, I won a prize in Bible class when I was only eight for reciting all of them.
0: Thou shalt not this. (laughs) Thou shalt not that.
1: There are only eight shalt nots. Thou shalt have no other gods beside me. Thou shalt not worship any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt not kill. Yeah, sure. I'll have that file completed in time for the meeting. right oh Phil. Bye. Oh, Sylvia, did you reach that number yet? No. Okay, well, buzz me if you do. All right. Now, let's see about that actuarial table... Hello. All right, Bailey. Where's it now? Hello, Mr. Bliss. I've been having a lot of trouble reaching you this morning. Well, I haven't been at my desk. I was wondering if you might be free for lunch. Sorry. I'd really like a chance to talk to you. About what? About some mutual friends of ours. If we're talking about the same thing, Bailey, they're not mutual friends. They're all strangers, complete strangers, just like you and me. Well, that's something I'd like to rectify. Would you have lunch with me? All right. All right. Where? Suppose we meet somewhere halfway. Uh, I know you're in the City Hall area. I'm on Wall Street. About uh, Mercury's, do you know it? I'll see you there at 12.30. That's fine. All right, Bailey, let's have it. You don't want a social lunch. You have something on your mind. You're right. Something I can't get off my mind. How about our old friend... Kellerman, I suppose. You remember what you said about him? How he was a sword hanging over your head? So? He's still that for me, Mr. Bliss. He is exactly that. Kellerman is dead. He won't be ringing your doorbell anymore. How come you're not grateful for that? If Kellerman had really been hit by a car, if he had a heart attack or something, yes... I admit I would be glad about it. I would have gone out and celebrated. I would have slept very well at night. But the way things are, I'm not sleeping at all. Try pills. I'm just sorry you ever came up to me in that park. If I didn't... If I didn't know it was going to happen the way it happened, it never would have bothered me. But I do know. And it bothers me too much. So? The thing is... I don't know if I can live with it. You want to be more specific? I don't know if I can spend the rest of my life with this... thing on my conscience. Your conscience? (laughs) Look, you had nothing to do with Kellerman's death. I don't know what you think Kellerman had on me, Bliss, but it wasn't anything illegal. Just immoral, right? It was something stupid I did. Well... There was nothing stupid about what we did. Wasn't it? Are you really so sure you've committed the perfect murder? Shut up. Don't you ever use that word in front of me. You're still afraid, aren't you? Afraid of being found out. It can't happen. Not as long as we all stick together. Safety in numbers, right? When the police came, they only questioned four of them. Every single one told the same story. There was no reason to doubt their word. Why should there be? Because there was no connection between them. Right. They were all strangers. Nothing to tie them to each other. Except Kellerman. What about the records he might have kept? His, his little black notebook, for instance. Oh, we thought of that, too. First thing we did when we went to his body was lift that book right out of his pocket. Oh, what about the apartment? What about all the stuff he had there? The second thing we lifted was the key to his apartment. One of our guys, a Joe, the bartender, went straight there. He cleaned out every scrap of paper in the place. Every single one of his rotten photographs. You were very thorough, weren't you? Yeah. We were thorough, Bailey. And you ought to be grateful. Not worried. But I am worrying. I'm worrying about whether or not I should... Go on. Whether or not you should what? Bailey. Are you thinking about going to the police? It occurred to me. You mean you'd turn me in? I don't know. I just don't know. Did it ever occur to you to turn Kellerman in? Yes, often. But did you? No. Why not? Wasn't he committing a crime? Wasn't he disturbing your precious sleep, too? Yes, yes, he was. But you didn't turn him in because you were afraid for yourself. Isn't that the truth? I suppose so. So all this morality of yours, this... Conscience, you talk about You didn't discover you had any Until Kellerman was gone Until he was no longer a threat to you Isn't that true? I still say blackmail isn't murder Bailey I've got news for you I wasn't going to tell you this Unless it was absolutely necessary Tell me what Kellerman may be gone But his photographs are still around You heard me We have all of Kellerman's negatives All the dirty pictures he ever took Most of them have been returned to his victims Everyone who cooperated with us I see That means we have your pictures too, my friend You understand? And if I don't cooperate, I get a new blackmailer No, no, that isn't the way it is at all Kellerman bled you, Bailey. Every month he came whistling up to your front door asking for money. More and more money all the time. But that's over now. Done and finished. So what you're saying is, if I go to the police, the photographs go... where I don't want them to go. I'm sorry to use Kellerman's own tactics, but... you're forcing my hand. Bailey, please use your head. You've got nothing to gain and everything to lose. Somebody's done you a favor. The only way to show your gratitude is to forget it. What do you say? Well, I'll think about it. That's all I can tell you.
0: Want any more coffee, honey? No, thanks. You look so... so tense, Gordon.
1: Yeah, I guess I have been acting pretty jumpy tonight. Well, you've
0: hardly said two words to me since you came home. The thing is,
1: I've been thinking a lot, Pam.
0: About what?
1: About whether I had the nerve to tell you something. Something that happened about, well, seven months ago. What do you mean? Pam, you remember that insurance convention I went to back in July in Atlantic City?
0: Of course I remember. I, I couldn't go with you because of Mother being in the
1: hospital. I wish you had been with me then nothing would have happened.
0: Ha- what, what did happen? Did, did you get into some kind of trouble? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got myself into trouble by, by being stupid, by drinking too much and letting Hal Emmons drink too much. Emmons?
0: You mean your supervisor?
1: I was still new on the job. You remember, Pam? I wanted to make good. Yeah? I was afraid of Emmons taking a dislike to me, afraid of crossing him. We both got drunk that second night. Emmons insisted that we pick up these... Girls at oh, the... Honey, I swear, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. I, I wasn't the least bit interested, but, you know, Emmons is the kind of guy who uses conventions to swing a little, you know. I I told him I was crazy about my wife, that home cooking was good enough for me, but he just pressured me, Pam. Oh, Pam, can I make you understand? Well, go on. What happened? Well, we brought the girls upstairs. Okay. They had adjoining rooms. They were professionals, you see. <sighs> God. Come on, honey. why do you have to tell
0: me about this? Please don't cry. I wouldn't have known if you hadn't told me. It's on
1: my conscience, Pam. you Oh, sure, I could have kept my mouth shut. But I guess I, I needed to tell you. I guess I wanted you to know so that you could forgive me. God. I've been tortured about it for months. Honey, you have no idea what torture it's been for me.
0: But that's the dumbest thing of all. Don't you think I would have forgiven you A long time ago Oh, man (laughs) please Hold me, Gordon, please please.
1: It'll never happen again, honey I swear Oh, Oh, dear Darn it
0: I was just getting cozy Yeah, I'll get
1: it Hello Mr. Bailey, Dave Bliss here What do you want? I have something for you what is it? About half a dozen photographs. And the original negatives. I decided they really belonged to you. Uh, that if you knew you were really out of danger you'd sleep a great deal better. Do you want them? All right. Uh, put them in my mail uh, to my office. And have some secretary open them by mistake? No, I don't think you'd care for that. You could mark it personal. Supposing I hand them over in person tonight. Whereabouts? Well, right now I'm in a bar called Adam and Eve's on 12th and Walnut. I'll be here for another hour if you can make it. Otherwise, well, it'll have to be some other time, that's all. Oh, well.
0: All right. All right. I'll be there in half an hour. Gordon, you're not going
1: out? Just for a little while, honey. I-, I got some client business. Besides, I can use a little fresh air.
0: You're not still feeling bad, are you? No,
1: no. I, I-, I feel just fine. I never felt better. Maybe I'm crazy to do this, Bailey. Maybe I'm putting my neck into a noose, giving you back these photographs. And why are you doing it? Because of what you said to me. You said I was just becoming another blackmailer, another Kellerman. And I guess you are right. If I held on to these, I'd have become the very thing I despise. Well give you credit for honesty, Bliss. I hope that having these will change your mind about going to the police. I hope you'll realize that I did the right thing, that we all did the right thing. I can't answer that. Then you're still thinking about it? You want to know something? I told my wife tonight about these. What? I told her all about the girl in Atlantic City. She knows exactly what happened. Oh, that doesn't mean to say she wouldn't be horrified to see it in black and white. That's why I'm glad to have these pictures. What else can I say? But thanks. You could say that you won't go to the police. Ever. Sorry. I can't make any promises. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. I was afraid you felt that way. Well, let's have another drink, okay? No, no, not for me. Just one more. Hey, Joey. Come here. Really, I, I I have to be going. My wife's waiting at home for me. What'll it be, Mr. Bliss? It's trouble, Joey. All the trouble we can handle. Yeah. I figured it had to be. Hey. Hey, what is this? Sit right there, mister. Put that gun away. Oh, my God, Bliss, what are you doing? Go on, Joey. <laughs> now, what happened here, Joey? Uh, look, Sergeant, you know me. You know I don't like trouble with my joint. Well, what did the guy do, try to haul you up? That's right. He come in, he sat down at the bar, he pulled out a forty-five and stuck it in my gut. Well, that's a strange one, all right. I mean, the guy was some kind of insurance executive. That's all I in his business. Well, he job. must have gone off his nuts, Sergeant. Look, you can ask anybody, all of my customers. This gentleman right here was at the bar. Yes, Officer, my name is David Bliss. I'm with the city, Officer, and the bartender's right. The guy just sat down and pulled out the gun. Yeah, that's true. And then the bartender tried to grab it away from him. It
0: went off. What's your name, lady? Mrs. Edith Chester.
1: It was a pure case of self-defense, Sergeant. I'm just glad nobody else got hurt, you know. Yeah, yeah, you were lucky, Joey. You're all lucky. Okay, I'll need some statements now from some of you other witnesses. <laughs> For poor Gordon Bailey, there was no safety in numbers, only extinction. We admit that this is a grim demonstration of the old saying that in union there is strength, but we sincerely trust that justice finally prevailed. I'll be back shortly. Here is your busy signal. Some very important people might stop calling, and there are messages you can't afford to miss. A buck from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, the Mormons. the moral to this story, it might be that eyewitnesses can't always be trusted, even when they're being honest. Of course, we don't worry about your eyes on this program. We're interested in your ears, and we have good news for you. Many thousands of ears are now listening to these exercises in imagination. We hope you'll continue to be an ear witness. Our cast included Paul Hecht, E.V. Chester, Ralph Bell, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Even if all you say is true, that this man was Richardson's murderer, you can't help John Lindell any longer. He's beyond that.
0: But his name, don't you... What, his name?
1: Have you any proof? Any living witness? Just myself. But you'd be willing to involve yourself? Start a whole new investigation? Open up the whole dreadful mess again? Mrs. Camby do you know that John Lindell had a daughter? No. But wouldn't that be all
0: the more reason to do something?
1: His daughter's married, living in Minneapolis. A husband and three children. People have forgotten about her father by now... Would you want that poor woman to see his name dragged through the newspapers a second time? But if her father was innocent... Forget it, Mrs. Canby. That's my advice to you. The old wound is healed. Don't reopen it. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, brewers of Budweiser. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre.